Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I'm sex educator and sexual communication coach, Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Hey, friends. I like to think of myself as pretty interesting and occasionally amusing, but I have got nothing on today's guest, Kendra Crump. She's a stand-up comedian, and she had me on my toes through our whole conversation. Kendra is a 25-year-old cisgender woman. She describes herself as Black, monogamous with a curiosity about polyamory, single, and heteroflexible. She says she's about 70% into men and 30% into women. She grew up in an evangelical Christian home, and she describes her body as an hourglass or a Coke bottle. You can find her on Instagram at the Kindra Crump Show, and that link is in the show notes. There you'll find links to her podcast, her YouTube channel, and her book. I'm so pleased to introduce Kendra. Kendra, I am so excited to talk with you. Um, you were referred to me by another podcaster who just had you on, who was so excited about your conversation. So I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to talk with you. Thanks for doing this. No, thank you for uh, reaching out. And we we made it happen. I'm here. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so Kendra, I start every interview in the same place with the same question. What is your favorite memory of sexual pleasure? My favorite memory was realizing I can make myself come. I thought mm. like for so <laughs> I thought for so long and I think I was like maybe 21 at the time when I realized cuz I'm like, oh, you know, I, didn't, I never knew it. I wasn't ever into when it came with masturbation like i i used to try different things like rub my cooter across the carpet or something getting carpet yeah. burned it was bad you trying different <laughs> things honey it was bad starting a fire down there and i already had fur too back to the story um but yes i was the very first time i was like oh my goodness i could do it but then i realized because i was so used to other people doing it so but then i realized it just took so long and i'm like why does this take so long and i'm like mm -hmm. and i understood like your own touch it's, it's you know not gonna feel as great and gratifying as someone else's touch so mm -hmm. that was my that's that's the best one awesome you know what's so funny is that those words came out of my mouth and i realized i had said the wrong word but i love what i just asked you and your answer my actual first question is what is your first memory, not your favorite memory. What's your first memory of sexual pleasure? Yeah, it was, um, I think it would probably, I was like maybe in middle school. Yeah. I stumbled upon porn when I was like in elementary school for my dad. Mm -hmm. so it was one of those little pop-ups, you know, cause my dad was a weekend dad. So I'm pretty sure, you know, Hey, he did his thing and stuff like that. And, you know, I think as time progressed, I was like, maybe I was like in seventh grade. I just remember just feeling this wetness in my pants. I didn't know what it was. You know, yeah. I was watching my little flicks or whatever. That was like the first. Yeah. So you were, it sounds like you were staying at his house and got in front of his computer. Is that? Yeah. So I was, yeah, my mm -hmm. parents divorced, um, or pretty much were separated. Like I was like five, six years old mm -hmm. and my dad, you know, lived across town. And so, uh, he would, you know, come get us, like I said, Friday through Sunday. And just one day, I guess it was a Saturday afternoon. I just clicked. I'm like, 
Are those boobs? I didn't know what they like. I, I didn't know the term for, but they were just like these big gold jugs. I'm like, and I started looking at my little non-existent boobs. I'm like, oh, I want boobs and stuff like now. Now I got a lot, you know? So, <laughs> so that was, and I just remember it was, I remember she was, was doing like a cartwheel on the beach and I'm like, oh, I want to go to that same beach. I remember also around that time period, I used to like get my Barbie dolls and just like rip their clothes off as soon as they got out of the box and my mother would say you freak freak and like made me feel bad for just being you know just being who I am you know we're all sexual beings but that's what I will say when you pulled the clothes off your Barbie dolls Mm -hmm. was there a particular goal with that like did you want to switch their clothes did you like seeing the naked forms like what was your reason for pulling the clothes off you know what I try to even like pulled like the the pants that were already sewn on like the little um <laughs> i was trying to rip everything i think it was just my curiosity just with yeah. nudity you know not thinking anything was wrong with it mm-hmm. thinking you know in in the whole church you know before sin entered before they ate for ate the forbidden fruit they were naked so i'm like why can't we be naked what what is the oh, whole issue yeah. with that like what's wrong with that right but of course you're taught don't ask too many questions and you know all that type of stuff when it comes to religion but I think the whole, and you know what I used to do? I used to send my Barbie. I never had Ken. Like, I don't know. I just, Ken never came in the box. It was always, <laughs> it was always just Barbie, you know, and Stacy and Kelly. Uh-huh. So it was just like I said, I would put just Barbie on top of Barbie and <laughs> Barbie make it. <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, but you know what's crazy? For whatever reason, Stacy and Kelly, I never did rip their clothes off, but hmm. I always will rip Barbie's clothes off. Maybe be, and then I never got really, I never really did get Stacy and Kelly until like Christmas time, you know, but mm-hmm. I already had to be in my mind. Okay. Barbie's an adult, you know, so just, I guess they just uh-huh. do adult things. This is already like somehow programmed in my mind and stuff like yeah. that. So. And did you get to have black Barbies or did you get all white Barbies? And you know what? That's the thing. Like by the time uh, black Barbies came in, I was like in freaking high school. I'm like, what's bull crap? I want the fro. (laughs) So no, it was, it was white Barbies. Actually, that was like when when going back with the very first flick that I remember seeing the woman who was doing the cartwheel Mm -hmm. naked in the beach, she was white. I never did stumble into the ebony section until <laughs> years because my mama had caught me with porn and she beat the porn out of me like i literally could not watch it until like a decade later oh my god story time <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you a quick story so this is what, yes. how it happened my dad going to his house every weekend now i mind you I, I think i would uh pull up some stuff i don't even know how i got to the websites or whatever i don't remember exactly what i would put in google but somehow sure. I would just get there when i would go back to my mom i remember like every day i would just watch it and then i would just click off and i go because i was you know a tomboy growing up right so i would click off and then i'll go outside this particular day i forgot that it was on and so I just went outside. Oh, no. And um, my mother calls me. and She has her hand behind her back. And she says, tell your friends you'll talk to them later. And I'm like, what? I said, she's like, you heard me. Tell them you'll talk to them later. I said, I said, guys, I'll play with y'all tomorrow or so. And she says, come inside. I said, what's going on? She's like, are you gay? And I'm like, what? I said, oh. no. Why are you asking me that? Then why are there naked women on my screen? My- <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I was like, I try to blame it on my brother, who's like three and a half years younger than me, right? Because I'm like, he, like, <laughs> come on, let's keep it real. Nine-year-olds can watch it, too. But she's sure. just, she, she didn't want to fall for that. She just knew, just knew that it had my name all over it. So I'm making up more excuses. I said, yeah, it was. I, I'm not gay, but I was watching it. Then she... She said, I'm going to beat you tonight, right? So, you know, Mm. typically my mom was always on time with whoopings. But she delayed. I'm like, oh, she ain't going to do it. Three days later, we went to church. And they were talking about that in church. And she said, yeah, I'm going to beat you tonight. I'm like, yeah, right, lady. So I go to bed. It's like 7 o'clock at night. Turn off the lights. I hear a, a loud boom going up the steps. And she busts open my door. And she flips the lights on. And she says, wake up. You ain't sleep. And then she says, get downstairs. I'm like, oh, gosh. When I tell you, that was the worst whooping of my life. It was to the point where I literally did not watch it. Like, probably nine years later and stuff like that. That's And that was, like I said, the very first time I remember 
realizing that I could actually, you know, make my own self come and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And before that, some other people tried to show me little clips like in school and stuff like that summer camp. But I just got grossed out because when it came to penetration, well, I let everybody in on a little secret. All right. My throat is not a virgin, but my cat is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when it came to penetration, the way that like the guys would just ram it in, I'm like, oh, like I would just jump back. I'm like this. And yeah. the women like, oh, this feels great. I love it. I'm like, bro, this hurt. looks like it hurts. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, it, it just, I kept, you know, I guess psyching somewhere out in my mind, like, oh, I don't want to do that because it looks like it hurts. And of course, women will talk about when it comes to losing your virginity anyway, it does hurt and it could take five six seven different times for you to finally feel good for you to finally like it i'm like bro i don't have time for that so like i said <laughs> can't, can't it just be great the first time but like i said you know that that was pretty much where it was and i think for me like i went from never really caring to watch the entire penetration or anything just watching people just give head it was just like always mm-hmm. okay a man giving a woman head or a woman giving a woman head that's pretty much what it was Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so much here. (laughs) I know. I just, I just, I just let it all out. This is awesome. I think I want to just put a pin in this for a second Mm -hmm. to say, do you still believe that the first time will hurt at whatever point you have it? I do believe that. Okay. And I don't want to be intoxicated. I want to be sober. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, okay, I'm getting the entire everything and then you know what it was as well i used to sit here and think that okay if i abstain myself until marriage that god is going to bless the union and it won't hurt and i had to start talking to more spiritual people than religious people and to let me know hey it doesn't matter if you are waiting until marriage or not it's still going to hurt you know so i'm gonna break in here for a second and do a little bit of education if you don't okay mind. go ahead let's do your it first <laughs> your first time does not need to hurt Often the first time hurts because the woman is not fully lubricated. Mm -hmm. And like what you're seeing in porn, the reason that that looks like it would fucking hurt is because if a man pounded you the way that they pound women in porn, that shit would hurt Mm -hmm. if you didn't have any lubrication. They don't tend to show a lot of, you know, touching and caressing and the foreplay Mm -hmm. that turns women on and helps them to lubricate. And so if the guy just goes straight in for banging, that shit's going to hurt for most of us. There are some people who really love it, but Mm -hmm. especially if we're talking about your first time, no, don't do that. (laughs) But (laughs) the reason that so many people in the church believe that your first time is going to be so painful is because you're told to wait until your wedding day. Mm Mm-hmm your wedding night. And you don't have the experience of learning how to get lubricated. Because you haven't gone through that process of exploring each other's bodies and all of that. Although I actually did an uh, interview with somebody just a few weeks ago, who was telling me that she and her husband were waiting until marriage, they had done everything except penile penetration. Mm-hmm. And on the wedding night, they were so excited for that, that that was just like they went straight to it. And they just let go of all of the other like foreplay kind of stuff. And it hurt because they had skipped all of the stuff that would get her lubricated. Wow. And so that is the reason why so many people believe it hurts, because they're not really turned on. Mm -hmm. If you're fully turned on, There may be some discomfort because you're experiencing something new. And that's just, you know, our bodies and our brains do not love change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the pain that you hear people talk about, that absolutely does not need to be a part of your first experience with penetration. Okay. Thank you for, you know, educating me. Check back with me in about 10 or 15 years to see uh, if, if, if a lucky <laughs> guy has come by and been like, oh, you know, just check back maybe 10 or 15 yeah. years. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm also curious if, is the reason that you haven't had vaginal penetration because you're not interested in it? Because that's also totally normal. No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the reason why. 
Okay. Okay. I was um did a little random polling question with several people and I had asked them, I said, what's more sacred to you, oral or vaginal sex? Mm-hmm. A lot of people said oral. Yeah. I disagree. And I say vaginal because I, do you believe in soul ties? Um, I guess. In a way, of. in a way. Well, you know, <laughs> sure. I personally believe in soul ties and, okay. you know, you're intertwining in my, my belief, you're kind of like intertwining, you know, souls and spirits. And, yeah. and I understand you can still get an STD, you know, in your throat and stuff like that. But it's like, for me, I don't want no condom. I want you to come inside. Like, Hey, we, we might okay. get pregnant the first time and stuff like that. That's okay. just, that's how I'm set up. I don't know. I'm not all the way completely there in my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, a lot of guys I've come across, once you reach a certain age, they don't care to take a woman's virginity. Their main goal is just to, you know, get it and then go. They're not mm-hmm. interested in trying to do the process and the steps and wine and dine and everything else like that. Right. right. So as I'm getting older, you know, I'm at the really, I've been at the childbearing age. And so there are times where I will just like either have dreams or I'm just like feeding. I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm wanting it. And I'm like, wait, Kendra, <laughs> no, no, we're not, you know. And then on top of that, a lot of guys don't really last with me anyway, you know, for me to mm. want to do something with them. And yeah, you know, um, and so that's pretty much it with that. But no, like I said, for me personally, I would definitely want to. I definitely would love to experience that. But I want it to be special in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with that first time being because the very first time I remember receiving head, it was not special. It was in the backseat of this old car directly across the street from my mom's house at like 1230 at night. (laughs) Terrible. It was not it was not special. I was like tensed up and, you know, I wanted to be like, you know, I want the ambiance to be there, you know, (laughs) and everything else like that. And. I honestly also believe there is no such thing as the right guy. You know, that like people still have their flaws. Trying to get the whole knight in shining armor guy and stuff like that. That's a diamond dozen. You know, you're going to be waiting forever for that. Just find someone who connects and completes with you. You know, what you mm-hmm. like and everything. I definitely would like to. But because I'm just not interested, I'm like, hey, man, just give me some head and I'll go on about yeah. my day. You know. Well, and I think that that's perfectly valid. You have some strong feelings about what you want, and you're prioritizing that. And I think that's awesome. What I hope that you will not do is what I did. (laughs) I didn't have sex for the first time until I was 25. Mm -hmm. And I chose somebody because by that point, I was like, well, I must be the world's oldest living virgin. (laughs) And I just want to get this over with. And so I chose someone who did not turn me on who I was not excited, uh, particularly excited about being with. And that shit fucking hurt Mm. because I wasn't turned on. And so then I created this whole thing in my head about how I'm bad at sex and I'm never going to like it and all of that. And I had a lot of years of undoing. So I hope that given that you are waiting until you find someone special, that you really wait until you find somebody not only who turns your brain on, but who turns your body on too. Yes, because I'm a sapiosexual as well. Uh-huh. I, I love to talk. I like, you know, having in-depth conversations, like teaching yeah. me something new, everything else like that. And a lot of guys just, because they're not interested in that, they just come and go, you know, after mm. a few audio messages you know talking to them they'll just be like oh okay well she's not into what i'm into let me go and i'm like oh okay well oh well you know stuff like that so yes i definitely you know and i'm not rushing it Mm -hmm. It, it'll come when it comes you know let me focus i have other stuff that i really want to focus on that i feel like are more important than just going to do that yeah when you're dating i assume you're on the apps are you looking at guys who are your age are you looking at guys who are a little bit older than you Definitely my age, but I must need to start wearing some weave or lashes so I can start getting guys in my age. Cause I'm for whatever reason. And I had to get off those yeah. Tinder and hinge. And I, I you know, I, I can't really care for that. I, I'm an old soul, right? My parents had me mm-hmm. in their forties, close to 50. So they're like, Oh, I got old ass parents. And so <laughs> I'm an old soul where I like to have organic meetings. Like if we meet each other in person and then we start talking and then okay. we exchange numbers, social media is cool, right? I only use social media so I can get my voice out there, my comedy career yeah. and everything else like that. You know, if I meet someone online, that's cool. But at the same exact time i don't really care for it because Mm -hmm. this is the issue that i keep coming across okay 
a lot of guys I come across who are interested in quotation marks are copying and pasting the same message to a lot of oh, different yeah. women or men. Mm-hmm. Some of them won't even come out of the closet. Brother, you are 40 years old. It's okay to let people know you like sausage. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but they're copying and pasting the message. Here's a common follow-up line. So uh, are you like actually ready for a relationship knowing that they're not ready for a relationship? Yeah. And then it's like certain things I pick out, need out as well, right? They'll start talking to me and then they'll stop talking to me and then they'll come back months later. Hey, beautiful. How's it going? Bro, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, or, yeah. or, hey, how tall are you? Why does that matter? I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like shorter women. So you're shallow is what you're telling me. So if a yeah. woman literally, this is where a lot of people make mistakes, right? A person could be everything that they want. They might just have a height thing. Oh, I don't want to talk to you because you're two inches shorter than me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Or it could be after two messages. Oh, what's your number? Why do you need mm-hmm. to know my number? You, we have the app. You could call me through Facebook messenger uh-huh. or what happens is I get a lot of guys I live in Georgia. I get a lot of guys who like to just try to get me to be their African queen in Nigeria or Jamaica or uh, they live in Oregon. I don't do out-of-state relationships. It, this is yeah. like the consistent thing. But no, I, I want someone in my age group. But the problem is with the guys in my age group or just a lot of guys in period, they don't have their priorities together. Do you know how many men have, have asked me after? Oh, here's another question that I get a lot from a lot of guys. Do you drive? Basically saying, mm-hmm. I don't have a car. Can you come and get me? That's what right. that. That's what that's entailing, you know, and I just like I said to me, I just I have an issue about that. Why do why should I come pick you up? Oh, well, mm-hmm. people like each other. We both like each other. Then you're going to want to do that, bro. I, I don't even like you. Like I have this is a first time <laughs> meeting. I don't know you well enough to say I like you. You know, so like yeah. I said, it's like, honestly, it's things like that is the issue where, oh, can I get some money? Oh, send me a pic. Oh, you don't know what I look like. Yeah, I know what you look like. What do you need a picture for? I I, I didn't realize how horrible i don't know what you would call this but i didn't realize i don't even know if it's being bitter but i didn't realize how antagonizing i could be until Mm -hmm. men started sliding in my dm Mm -hmm. and it could be because i have dad issues as well you know it could (laughs) and mom issues and stuff like that but it could be that and also because like i said we it's in this day and age this era of people who try to like holler at me my generation us 90s and 2000 babies it's crap social media mm-hmm. like has taken over you know um i feel like we're in the same age group and stuff like that but i felt oh, that's very kind of you no we're not at all <laughs> i'm 47 oh, almost at the aarp age Woo-woo. so you know what okay good so that, that i was gonna say this so uh, when you were growing up he didn't have social media. You no. could have gotten to a street fight. Nobody was going to call the police on you. When we they didn't start even doing have that, the internet. Exactly. When they start calling <laughs> yeah. the police on you for pimp slapping someone who deserved it. So yeah. it's, it's like dating was, was you could be who you were. You could hold his life. Nobody was recording your endeavors. Like, bro, yeah. you know how much I really want to sit here and really be out there, be out there, but I really cannot because, oh, did you see Kendra at that at trap? We have it here in Georgia in Atlanta. We got a, a sex club called Trapeze. So, oh, did you see Kendra there? Bro, no, 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 no. Like, that's the type of stuff. Like I said, it to me was, I, I really wish I was born in the 70s because mm. I know for a fact I would have been A, lost my virginity already and not would have regretted it probably. Yeah. I would have B, been married, probably still married, have children. It's like now you're kind of trying to raise your kids and you know the stuff that's going out there in the world with the wars and stuff like that. It's crazy, you know? So mm-hmm. to me, it just really... It really sucks. And I honestly, I'm just going to keep it all the way real with you. I always automatically think, okay, when this guy sends a, you know, hey emoji or whatever else it may be in my DM, I automatically think he's not going to last more than a day because mm-hmm. typically that's what it is. It's just like a revolving door. I want to invite you to imagine for a moment what your ideal sex life looks like and feels like. Who are you with? What type of sex do you have together? How do you feel while touching them? And how does your body feel when they touch you? Or maybe you'd like to be having less sex than you're currently having. If you don't know, or if that vision of your ideal doesn't look at all like what's currently going on in your bedroom, I can help. With personalized sex and intimacy coaching, we'll explore where you are, how you got here, where you want to be, 
and the steps to help you get there. There are no right or wrong answers, just the answers that work for you. I understand that exploring your sexuality and all that goes with it, your body image, your belief in your lovability, and more can be terrifying. Believe me, I sat in the middle of that fire for decades. I know how painful it is. But I also stepped out the other side, stronger, more confident, and more certain of my lovability and desirability, and I want the same for you. I work with couples and one-on-one, whether you've never explored your sexual desires before, or you want to explore things you've never done before, like maybe BDSM or non-monogamy, or if you and your partner need some help figuring out how to communicate together so you can have better sex. I'm queer, kinky, and poly-friendly, and I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life. Together, we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. A new client recently said that before her discovery call, she was extremely nervous, but that I made the experience feel easy and comfortable. So book your free discovery call today at leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Did you ever see your parents naked? Like you said that you were very interested and curious about nudity. Mm-hmm. Where were you encountering nudity in your life as a child? Never did see my parents naked. Mm. Nobody ever walked around naked in front of me, which is why, and just keeping it all the way real, a lot of people will tell me my parents to this day still walk around naked in front of me as adults. I'm like, they do? And they think mm-hmm. something's wrong with me because... I think something's wrong with that and stuff like that. Right. I'm like, you know, but now where did it come from? Um, I'm not sure. I, I can't, yeah. I really do not know where it came from, but being called a freak by my mom negatively made me feel yeah. like suppress my feelings for who I sure. am, you know? Absolutely. You also mentioned that you grew up in the church and that it was an evangelical church. Mm-hmm. What were you hearing At church, what messages were you hearing about sex and sexuality and being female in general? Um, Homosexuality will send you to hell. That's not true. Mm. Uh, (laughs) That's not true. Let's find the scripture. I know the Bible back and forth. Um, (laughs) Sex is bad. You wait till you're married. Don't do it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. And was there... I've talked to other people who grew up in the Christian church, and often they say that there was this message that sex is completely sinful until the moment that you get married, at which point you're supposed to suddenly know how to do everything and it's supposed to be the most... I, 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 I see what you're saying. Um, I feel, I feel like I've heard that before, maybe like a couple times, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as drilled into my head, like, wait until marriage and don't do sex and... That's about it. You know, yeah. um, nobody ever talked about uh, master. No, 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 no. I think they also said that's bad as well. I think I heard that a couple times. And masturbation is. Bad. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, oh, uh, lusting after someone like whatever you already have in your heart. You've already committed that since so you can't lust after nobody. Crock of shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In some churches, the idea continues that sex is bad unless it's for procreation. And sounds like that might have been miserable. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's why I had to leave the church and really figure out who God was for myself and formulate my own relationship with him. Mm. And I had to learn like, there are people out here, right? I'll give you a prime example. I was previously working for a doctor who They have the arranged African doctor, arranged marriages, right? And Mm. I felt on her, she's not happy at all, you know, but she just, it was arranged marriage. And I'm pretty much sure that she just pretty much had to lie there, take it and, and couldn't have fun. It's not supposed to, sex is not supposed to be this thing where it's horrible and you can't have fun. What's wrong with a female minister wearing lingerie like or, or, or uh, like Victoria's Secret draws or whatever? What's wrong with that? There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with me wearing that, a thong. Like, oh, that, I think I remember the very first time 
my mother realized I had a thong and she was like, oh my goodness. Well, you know, all this type, you know, what's crazy. I was 18. I got my belly pierced and my mom, my brother had, um, had snitched on me and she said, Kendra, are you having sex? And I'm like, just cause I got a belly ring. <laughs> it's, you know what, you know, what's crazy, right? I remember my former pastor has said, um, you know, what you're willing to show is what you're willing to share. Huh. And I do see somewhat in a way agree with that. I say in a way, the reason I say that is because if you look on social media, a lot of women who are half naked, they're using their body to try to get a certain type of crowd or so some, mm-hmm. sometime, you know, or you could just be free and just want to be like, Hey, I'm have a nice body. So it can be one or the two. But again, if I want to wear a crop top, you know, I just want to wear, but I will say this, the more I've shown, oh, here comes a slew of guys. When I look like a Muslim, yeah. nobody, I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. You know, so like I said, to me, that statement, and again, they're not explaining that. Like I said, I've met women who really do like showing a lot because they do want to get a, a certain caliber of men and, you know, get their bills paid and stuff. And then you have some women, hey, I'm, I'm at, the, you know, whatever. I'm just feeling myself. Let me go ahead and show it off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're not explaining this, then you're making it seem like it all fits in one category. Like this, people who show off their body are just these whores and stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, especially because I think it's so important to to call this out in in this conversation that just because you show something does not mean that you have given consent for that part of your body or any part of your body to be touched. No, that's true. And I hate that as well, which is it makes us as women, you know, want to have to cover up in a sense because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be catcalled. And this is something I feel like uh, mothers or, or parents or whoever is your guardian. I feel that they should be able to teach young men this like, hey, listen, you know, I know you're going through a hormonal stage. Or you, you will be in a couple of years, but keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. If she is not giving you consent just because she comes to your house, you know, and is yeah. in the living room with a crowd full of people doesn't mean that you say, OK, so what's up? Why are you all the way over there? I want to. Can, can I come to a guy's house without feeling like like I'm just going to get my clothes ripped off or whatever? Yeah. Like, can I have that, please? But yeah, and I have hung around a lot of men. At 100 percent of men who have self-control. It's only like maybe 20% who actually have self-control. And that to mm-hmm. me says a lot. And I literally could be wearing like, you know, fully, like I said, fully clothed. And they will still say something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with you? Bro, you're horny. You need help. <laughs> you need help. And it makes me think to myself, did they print a picture of my face? Is it printed off like from the online web? And then you just like have it posted up and you're just jacking off to you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get Kendra. And when she comes over here, it's going to happen. Um, when your mother whipped you, mm-hmm. <laughs> she whooped the porn right out of you. Yes. Do you think that she was her primary concern that she thought you might be gay or that she thought you might be interested in sex? I think it was more so gay. Huh. This was a long standing subject for years. Like, and the, my mom, like she was born in the, in the early fifties. Right. Mm-hmm. During that time period, stuff that is more popular and prevalent now was definitely didn't fly back then. So she is used to, if you are a a young woman who's pregnant, you go to night school. We don't have night school no more. Uh You waited until you was in your 30s or 40s out of your parents' house to announce, hey, I'm gay. Like, not Mm. being 10 years old. You know, everything is definitely different. And you know what's crazy is she had told me that when when I was in her womb, she prayed heavily over the homosexuality spirit to make sure it didn't come on to me. And I'm like, wow, lady, out of everything (laughs) you pray for, that was the most important. That type right. of stuff to me is is ridiculous. And I think, honestly, I felt like there was some type of homophobia. I felt like maybe she yes. <laughs> was definitely gay. And she's like, no, I'm not. I just, we just couldn't grow up. And that just was not the thing, right? It was like pretty much the blind leading the blind. I think that came from her going to whatever church she went to, you know? So, and I remember it just got worse. As time progressed, I had a, I had a best friend of mine who actually was gay. You know, I remember I told my mom because I wanted to go to his house, spend the night at his house, just because we were at the time we had lived across town. 
And the church I was going to was on the south side of town and it was a music video being shot the next day. And I had this idea and I said, hey, instead of my mom waking up at the crack of dawn to do my hair and everything, why doesn't she just drop me off tonight at his house and then come back and pick me up tomorrow night? Right. You know, I feel like that's simple. And I let her know, hey, you know, he's I know he's a man, but he's gay. We're brother and sister. Nothing won't happen. Right. First, she was okay with it. And I remember the day a few days before. I remember going to my mom because I used to sit here and think that she was like, you know, a person that can like cast out demons and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yes. Like, it's not what priests do. I think that's what a priest does or so. I think so. Yeah. So I went to her and I was like, I, I felt, and this was around the first time I actually started having, I was like 14. I had a dream that I had kissed a girl. Mm-hmm. I was spooked because like I said, we're taught in my household. You better only be straight, but don't lust after no boys. You can't have a boyfriend, but you better be straight type of stuff. Right. <laughs> right. With that being said, I remember a couple years after that, I had a, um, told my mother, I said, Hey mom, I like men, but I'm starting to have feelings for women. Right. Cause I mm-hmm. literally felt like, again, I was just a horrible person instead of realizing Kendra, you're just a sexual being. That's all you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you like what you like. And so she was very much calm about it. And I remember we did this whole ritual. We prayed. And then I was like, I was straight as a line, quotation marks, for like six <laughs> months. Six months, really. I literally was just only focused on men. Any woman that walked past me, I just didn't even look at her. Just, you know, I was like, oh, you're disgusting to me. And then one day, just like it relapsed. But going back with my homeboy, what ended up happening with him was the day we were supposed to go, the night before, she says, Kendra, I don't feel comfortable you going over there staying the night because of him being gay. This is how bad it was, right? I thought by me revealing his secret that he told me about his sexuality, I thought by me revealing that to her would have made the situation better, right? And so, but it didn't. She said, Kendra, I I understand that you are on this walk of faith and you are a new person. I don't feel comfortable you going to his house because he might try to change you back into what you were. And I said, what? (laughs) Yeah, I was really I was honestly just really appalled at the fact that she really said that. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, so moving on for a couple years after that, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I do remember I was in my room and it was at night and something had just set her off. My mom would just start having these random bursts of anger coming out at me. I'm pretty sure it was at maybe the other kids as well. And she busted my room. I don't remember what the, all of that she, what she said, but the part that I do remember what she says, you're going to hell because you're a homosexual. And she closed the door, like slammed the door back. And I just like balled up into a fetal position to this day. She doesn't remember that. Wow. That's why to all of the parents out there, you have to be mindful of what you say to your kids, because even if you may not remember it, it, words have a lasting effect. Be mindful of what you say to people in general. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where it got worse. Maybe a year into that, I would tr- I remember babysitting my other friend's child for the weekend and she wanted to make sure the woman, the kid wasn't like my lover, a lesbian lover's child. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend. I didn't know that she had liked women. You know, she didn't tell me until much later on or whatever else it may be. But one of my girlfriends at the time, I remember I went to her house and just hanging out with her. And I went to go pick my mom up from the same school that her mom was working at. They worked at the same school. And she has said, you know, well, she wanted to make sure that the word did not get out that I was hanging out with her daughter. Mind you, I'm like 20, 21 years old or whatever. Mm. Because she's like, well, Kendra, you know, in case like, since you have this attraction to women. And again, my, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? A few years prior, we were good. I don't, I don't know why this whole bringing the subject back up. I never brought it back up again. Maybe she mm. just felt like, okay, what we prayed just didn't work. Maybe she just felt it. But I never brought it back up. So I don't know why she kept bringing it back up. But she said, well, Kendra... Don't let, you know, nobody know because I don't want her to know, like, in case y'all had did something at her house. Wow. I'm telling you. And now where we're at with the present day is like she says that if I was to get married to a woman, she won't come to the wedding. You know, uh, she still loves me, but she won't come. Friends, if you love these conversations, I would love your help to keep them going. 
There are three ways you can participate. Two are free, and one is for listeners who've got a few extra dollars each month. Number one, take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag me in your post, and if it's public, I'll reshare and send you a personal thank you. Word of mouth is the best way to build buzz for an independent show like Good Girls Talk About Sex. And the more people listening, the healthier our collective sexual experiences will become. Number two, don't want the whole world to know you're listening to a show about sex? I get it. Perhaps you heard something in this episode that reminds you of a past conversation with a friend or something you wish your partner knew. Send them a link to this episode and a quick message about why you think they should listen. And number three, if you have the resources to support the sex positive work I do, I'd be grateful for your support at Patreon. Donating the equivalent of a fancy cup of coffee each month might not make a big difference to you, but it makes a huge difference to me. There's absolutely no contract or obligation. You can cancel at any time. Plus, I donate 10% of all proceeds to ARC Southeast, an organization that supports women in the Southeast United States to access reproductive services that are currently being legislated out of existence. It's easy to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. And one more thing, there is a treasure trove of additional audio at Patreon that's free to everyone. You don't even need to have a Patreon account to access them. Just go to patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex to start listening. I appreciate every one of you, whether you're a client, a patron, a social media follower, or a silent listener. I trust you to know what's right for you. Thank you for being here. Now, let's get back to the show. So before we started recording, you and I had a conversation about what your sexual orientation is. And we settled on the term heteroflexible. Because uh, you said if you put percentages on it, it would be about 70% interested in men mm-hmm. and 30% interested in women. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions. One is, have you ever explored with a woman? And also, do you think that that is influenced by everything you've heard from your mom, do you think that without those messages, you might be more interested in women? Or do you feel like this is who you are and where you've settled? Most definitely I have. I've only, I've only had sex with a woman, like only women. I've never done the like strap on. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Like that's next level one day, maybe I've never (laughs) um, done the the tribbing. We'd like Mm -hmm. to do that, but you know, nobody's made it happen yet. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think the thing about it is, is that I really am, I think because she was just so against it and so hard against it, it just made me just, like I said, go, go towards it more. And I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. is there really something really wrong with it, you know, and everything Mm -hmm. else like that. But now it's like the issue that I'm having is these women like to play games. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is your problem? I thought you liked me. You came to me. You're not even responding back to my messages no more. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so you said you've only had sex with women. Mm -hmm. What have you done with men? Just oral sex. I've almost been able to deep throat, but okay. So to, to clarify terms, then you've had oral sex with men. Mm -hmm. You've had genital contact with women. Isn't that like, or isn't like with the sex between women, like the oral sex as well? Isn't that like, like the same? So I would say that oral sex is sex with everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is why I want to clarify terms. So. Explain what you mean, like general with the women. So you said, you said you haven't done scissoring. I have not, not yet. So that would be genital contact with another woman. Yeah, no, I have not done that yet. Okay. So you've given oral to a woman? Yeah, it was my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you given penetration to a woman with fingers, tongues, toys? Um, fingers, no toys. Okay. They uh, use a toy on me. Um, okay. So you've received 
oral from a woman mm-hmm. and you've received penetration with a toy yes. from a woman. Correct. Okay. So that's gone both ways. Mm-hmm. And then with a man, you've given oral sex. Mm-hmm. Have you received oral sex from Most a man? Most definitely. Okay. And have you received any type of finger or toy penetration from a man? No, just the finger. Um, okay. Never had a guy use a toy. Okay. And was there a difference for you in the experience of giving, receiving oral with a vulva versus with a penis? Um, The men, to me, they give better head. Like that whole, oh, women give better head. I, I'm like... <laughs> they're not as great some of them are okay Mm -hmm. others are not as great but with men um it was it was better Mm -hmm. and you attribute that to their gender as opposed to just their level of experience i think maybe their level of experience Mm -hmm. you know i don't think gender has really um doesn't really play a part in it i think it's just like depending on how good you are as a person Mm-hmm. And what about giving oral? Do you prefer giving oral to a penis or to a vulva? Whoever is clean. That's the thing. Some, of the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of these women like smell like McDonald's pocket change down there. I'm like, lady, what is your hygiene like? Do you? And that's the thing as well, right? Some, I'm telling you, I, I look at people's hygiene. What are you eating? What are you drinking? How well are you taking care of yourself? Some people are just not, they, they just aren't where they're supposed to be a a lot. But I will say this, you know, even with men, I will, again, if his diet is not good, I'm not swallowing his kids. I'm just, it's not Mm -hmm. going in my mouth. Spit it out. When I feel it. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm done. Just let it shoot up like a volcano. All right. When we were first in touch, Mm -hmm. I had the impression that you were choosing celibacy, but now it sounds like you haven't had vaginal penetration from primarily from a penis. And so you are thinking of yourself as a virgin, but not necessarily celibate. So can you clarify terms for me? Okay, yes, celibacy and abstinence always gets me tricky. I think where I'm at with it now I like to, because I used to be so addicted to head, literally like almost anyone, not everybody, but like, oh, okay, he's cute. Oh, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you asked? Sure. So, but I think the thing is for me personally, where I'm at with it now is once I fully get to know someone and it could be many, many months go by, mm-hmm. I try to have some self-control as well. I'm trying to practice self-control. You mm. know, I think that is important because you just don't want to get with anyone. You know, that's how, you know, any, just somebody off the street. Nope. Uh, anyone. So <laughs> I think I am, that's where I'm at with the practice and self-control and just relief really, because, because I have had instances where I have, you know, someone made me come and then I'm like, bro, I feel like crap now. Mm. And I don't like having to feel like that. That's another reason why, you know, and then on top of that, I want to make sure, and I'm going to say this, something that just came across my mind. I was more interested in doing stuff with the women versus the men, because at least I knew for a fact, the woman didn't have the strap on waiting for me right afterwards. You know, the (laughs) men, man, I'm I'm telling you, I feel like there used to be a time where they would just like give you head and then you could just go on about your day. They're like, Oh, now we got dick afterwards, sir. No, I don't want that. I don't want it, sir. Please (laughs) put it back. Zip it, you know? So like I said, it's, it's, it's for me, I want to, I'm at the place where until I can come across a guy who understands, hey, this is the only thing that I want. Mm-hmm. As long as I want it, I want to please her. That's it. And, and you know, he doesn't really care. Hey, Kendrick, I don't really care if you give me head back. You know, so. I think what you really want is somebody who will respect your consent. That's who. Yes. Yes. For yeah. as long as I want to. They're, they're like, oh, I can yes. do that. And then like a week later. So, uh, what's yeah. up, bro? What are you doing? Yeah, that's not what consent is. Consent is, this is what I'm saying yes to. Mm -hmm. And so this is what we're going to do. And there may be another time when I choose to give consent and say yes to something else. But that's not tonight. And if I have said no to something, you don't get to come back and keep asking me for it. Mm -hmm. I will tell you when my mind has changed. Of course. 
that's what consent is. No, of course. And but that's why I said I'm just gonna be chilling until Yeah. Yeah, I just I just don't have time for it. my tolerance just be low. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> you know, I had one dude who told me, Oh, I gotta get naked in order to give you head. Bro, what? No. What? Yeah. Tell me why I fell for that crap. <laughs> <laughs> and the head was not even good. You know, like, I'm like, bro, it was like an hour later, you're still down there, bro. I could have recorded a podcast. <laughs> Just saying. And now it's time for the lowdown. The things we're dying to know, but would usually be too polite to ask any good girl. Are you open to having sex during your period? No. What's the approximate number of people who you've had some type of sexual interaction with? And that would be oral sex or, you know, other genital contact. In one day or just over time? <laughs> over to over time. I'm going to say 80. And in one day? <laughs> no, no, no. In one day. No. I know, one but day, you asked that question, so people, I want to know. One day, two people, two people but over a course of time, it's like it's like yeah. eighty. But I do really want to get two people to give me head at the same time. Mm. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. All for right. It. So there is a threesome in your future. Yes. <laughs> All right. You know what's crazy though? I have had those before twice, but they mm. never. Nobody ever thought, "Let's try it." You know, I didn't even know that <laughs> that was possible until like a few years ago. I'm like, bro, I'm missing out. <laughs> How old were you the first time that you had a sexual interaction with somebody? 18. Okay. How old were you when you began masturbating? Probably about 18. 18, 19. Oh, so you were watching porn for all those years, but you weren't touching no. yourself. Yeah, I was. No, I started. I started when I was like, like I said, seven years old. I didn't really start really touching myself until I was like leaving high school. Okay. Have you ever had sexual contact with someone with a different racial identity than your own? I would love to send somebody over. <laughs> Please. All right. Do you have a favorite sex toy? I never use one because I like okay. to, it's, it's my hands are free. All right. Um, are you generally more active or more passive during sexual contact? Active. Do you prefer to initiate or for the other person to initiate? Definitely me initiate. Okay. Um, do you enjoy having your breasts played with? N okay, no. That kind of, because I like nipple rings and stuff like that. Even though like they're healed, I just like it if you like just hold them, hold my breasts mm -hmm. versus just like nip playing with my nipples. I'm like, oh, I'm getting turned off right now. Yeah, Okay. Um, do you think it's generally easy or challenging for you to orgasm? I've never orgasmed. Like, cause I know the big O is like where everything you feel, it's just only came. I've, I've never orgasmed. So describe to me what you think the difference is. I think orgasm is when you just feel it from your very top of your head, like to the soles of your feet. Like you feel everything rushing out of you. Coming is just like, okay, you just came and it's, it's just like some, liquid watery feeling you know it's like it feels great but it's like i feel like the orgasm is like like your whole body is just rejuvenated again so i think what you're describing is an orgasm oh okay <laughs> and there may be different experiences of orgasm that you want to have or will have at some point but what you're describing does sound oh, like okay. an orgasm. Somebody see, I'm not educated correctly. I should have came to you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think there's this idea that an orgasm has to be this like magical transcendent experience. Mm -hmm. And as a friend of mine once said, you know, sometimes it's champagne, but most days it's beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, do you prefer the orgasm from touching yourself or being touched by somebody else? Touched by somebody else. What's your favorite thing to do to another person while you're playing sexually? Favorite thing? Looking up at them? Like the eye contact. Yeah. Like, yes, I own your soul right now. <laughs> Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yeah, during phone sex. <laughs> My throat was dry. <laughs> 
That's fair. (laughs) What are your hard red lines? Things you absolutely don't want to do. I don't want to do anal. Mm -hmm. I... People are spitting in mouths these days. I don't, I don't yeah. want. Oh, I just came across a post on social media where like, if I spit in your butt and suck it back out. Ew. I don't. Yeah. I just um um don't want to do bestiality. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to do an adult, not a child. You know, I have to be specific. <laughs> yes. Um, That's, that's really um all I can think of that's that's really bad I, I want to maybe try a butt plug but I don't know I'll, yeah. I'll see how that goes but that's it that's that's pretty much um pretty much it okay lots of lube with the butt plug okay okay lots and lots and lots of lube because your vaginal canal will create its own lubrication but your anal area does not produce any natural lubrication really really so you need to have lube get back with me in about 10 years about that (laughs) all right um what's your ideal frequency of sex or sexual contact okay explain what you mean by ideal frequency would you like to be having some sort of sexual contact once a week once a month three times a day okay got you um (laughs) I, I think maybe three, three to four times out the week, depending on how okay. busy I am. You know, I think when I was younger, I'm like, oh, I want to do it every day, a couple times out the day. But I think like you're going to get tired and you got stuff to do. So maybe <laughs> three to four times out the week is, is cool. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all day, like two and a half Pandora songs with the ads. <laughs> do you have hair down there or are you bare? No, I definitely, when I was younger, used to shave. And then I got older. I'm like, bro, I don't really, why am I shaving? I was only doing it because it was the thing to do in quotation marks. Oh, every, you know, everybody, you're you're looked at as a freak if you don't do it. But, you know, go get a wax or whatever, right? But then I started like saying, oh, I'm not going to put, I'm going to make sure hair is down there. I'm going to grow it out so I can cock block myself, you know. Um, doesn't really work. Um, but it, but hey, it, it works for me. I'm like, listen, you know, if you want to go pay for the wax, then I'm not going to get one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a natural. I try to be very, you know, I'm very free spirited. So I'm natural. I'm like, look, I got hair underneath my arms right now until summer comes. Yeah. All right. Do you enjoy giving blowjobs and oral sex? Depends on how well I like a person. Uh-huh. I'm I'm really good. I, I can be down there for like maybe 10 minutes. And after that, like if you haven't come yet, I'm cool. All right. You know, five <laughs> to 10 minutes, five minutes is really my goal. That's it yeah. for you to finish. Mm-hmm. Do you swallow with a penis? If um, it doesn't smell, if, the, mm-hmm. if you know, if it does not smell at all, if he has a great, okay, this tastes great. Mm-hmm. I have one time. Do you ever worry about your own smell or taste? No, because I eat very healthy and I drink a lot of water. So I make sure to, you know, I, I once I, oh, wow, you taste, taste so fruitful. I'm like, I know. <laughs> do you enjoy dirty talk? I do. It depends on what you're saying. That makes me, you know, get all revved up. You know, you have to say the right things. Sure. And stuff like that. Have you ever felt a sexual urge that confused you? Yeah, I was, I had a dream last night. Lil Wayne was like kissing all over my neck. And I'm like, bro, why the hell are you kissing on my neck? I don't know what the hell is going on. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'll be having like afternoon, like wood for no reason. Like somebody just runs by and I'm just already horny. I'm like, bro, what the hell is going on? So yes, yes, it does. It happens more often now. (laughs) that I think I'm like bro I don't know what's going on now (laughs) what's your favorite part of your body my favorite part my ass what's your least favorite part of your body um maybe my stomach I got a little pudge just a little bit just a little bit pudge is normal (laughs) yeah just just a little bit it's normal but I'm like oh I don't want it there yeah What's something about your current sex life that isn't as satisfying as you'd like it to be? I want to just be more like people who are down with what I'm down with. Like, Mm. I don't mind doing stuff in front of an audience. A lot of people aren't. You know, I don't mind watching people. They don't want me to watch. I'm like, oh, you know. 
So you're interested in exhibitionism and voyeurism. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely an exhibitionist. Most most definitely, you know, but like I said, everybody is not on that same tip as I am. Like there are just some things I just really want to do before I'm like, okay, I think I'm completely out of my whole years now, you know, Mm. but (laughs) I can't find no one to do it. It seems like when I was a lot younger, people were more willing and free to want to do it. But it seems like everybody's now... Uh, conscious of what they're doing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, boo. So it sounds like the swingers clubs might be a good place for you. If you walk in as a single woman, you're going to have lots of attention. (laughs) Oh, no, no. And and that's that as well. I was going to say this. I definitely could do it. But I am also very mindful of whom I do stuff with. Because Mm -hmm. that person could be asymptomatic and have an STD and not even realize it. That's why I try to get to know people extremely well before just up and saying, Hey, we can do this. So what you can do is when you get your, I assume that you're getting an STI panel done periodically, have your results on your phone. And if you meet somebody in a club who you're interested in, say, here are my results, show me yours. And because a lot of people are doing that now, um, then you can be certain about what their results are. And you can have that experience of voyeurism and exhibitionism, because there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening at a swingers club. And you can also be super clear about what your boundaries are. So you say, I am here for all of the oral sex you want, but there's no penis in vagina sex happening. And that's what the line is. People in clubs have all had to agree to the same rules Mm -hmm. to get in as you have. And those rules include talking about what your desires are and then honoring each other's consent. And there are no cameras allowed in a club. (laughs) That's (laughs) the best Everybody's cameras either get turned off or they get tape put over the um, camera so our phone camera. So um, I wonder if you might have a good time there. I feel I de- most definitely feel like I can. I most definitely yeah. feel like I can. I just hope that they're honest. I'm like, I know these are your papers, but when was the last time you did something? Like, did you do something this morning? I'm, I'm a little eerie of people, but I hope I come across it. You know, I hope. I think that it's reasonable to be wary mm-hmm. and also People who are getting tested regularly and have something like it have their results on their phone, they are as concerned about STIs as you are. They are concerned about staying negative. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of person who you want. Somebody who is already taking those precautions and making sure that they have their results available. That is the person who's most likely to be telling you the truth. You know what? Check back with me in a few years. I'll let me. All I'll right. let you know if, which which one I want to. I'll let you okay. know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the last question: What belief did you have about sex as a child or teenager that you wish you could go back and correct her on now? That number one, porn is not real. It's it's not mm-hmm. like real life. It's a fantasy. You know. Yeah. You know how many times I done called a pizza man? Think it was gonna be a hot one. <laughs> Uh, anyway back to the story um that's the first thing and secondly sex is not bad you know i I, this is my belief i only think it's bad if you are literally not being safe you're just having it with any and everybody you're just being um you're not not being responsible in a sense you still want to be responsible like if you have a random like i said a random person come up to you and be like how much no, 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 no. I'm cool. You know, you still have to be, you still have to be, like I said, responsible. You still have to, like I say, ch- what are your results and stuff like that? Um, I would also say, don't let people pressure you into doing what you don't want to do. A lot of that happens as childhood and teenagehood that people try to pressure you into getting what they want. And it's okay to stay in your ground. If you say no, the answer is no. Yeah. All right. Kendra, I know that you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. And so I'm imagining after listening to this conversation, people are going to want to come find you. That's fine. Come and find me, please, man. (laughs) Hopefully you got some money because I don't deal with brokies. All right. (laughs) 
So Kendra, where can people find you? Yes, my Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. So the is in the K Y N as a Nancy D R A C R U M as a Mary P's and Paul Show S H O W. And you can also check out my um YouTube at Kendra Crump. So K Y N D R A and space C R U M P. All right, and I will put those links in the show notes. Kendra, thank you so much for being here. I've really enjoyed talking with you. You have really educated me and I really hope the swing, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'll figure it out. I want to come across someone. Someone I did come across, he actually had a dental dam, but he didn't know how to use it. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't, I guess I don't really care to learn. Just, just, you know, I want to come across somebody who's like, Hey, you can give me head with a condom on for the first time. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Like, like, yeah. like you know, and then after that, we just rip it off. You know, it's like I said, man, it's, it's, that's pretty much it. That's it for today. Before we go, I want to remind you that the things you may have heard about your sexuality aren't true. You are worthy. You are desirable. You are not broken. As a sex and intimacy coach, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. To set up your free discovery call, go to leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. If you have questions or comments about anything you've heard on the show, call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. Full show notes and transcripts for this episode are at goodgirlstalk.com. And you can follow me at goodgirlstalk on the socials for more sex positive content. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're using another podcast app, go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash goodgirls. While listening to this show is free, producing it is not. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I'll gratefully accept your patronage at Patreon. Find out more and become a community member at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. Good girls talk about sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor. Transcripts are produced by Jan Asiello. Until next time, here's to your better sex life. <laughs>